0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Say Like a Champ, episode 139. It's your boy, A-Dub.
1: And it's Trizzy back in the building. What's going on? Outside? What's good out
0: there? Yeah, just another beautiful Tuesday. Um, a lot going on in the world of sports, as always. Um, NBA playoffs in full effect. We've had the first team eliminated, and we definitely need to get into that. Um, and then also coming up this week, the NFL draft. So we have something a little bit special, a little bit different for NFL talk today. So a lot of exciting things to get to. Um, We'll probably be about an hour, just under, though. Um, But definitely want to welcome everybody in the
1: show and definitely want to check in with you, Strizzy, and see how you're doing today. Hey, I'm doing good, man. Uh, You know, life is good. can't complain. Um, Nothing too crazy, you know what I mean, going on or whatever. But uh, what about you? Same old, same old, yeah. Just um, trying to work hard, you know, trying to keep
0: things moving and always looking forward to talking sports with with our folks here. So that's what it is. Um, We got Unc in the building already. already, Hello from Texas. Yeah. And we definitely got to get into his rumors later on. Uh, We got Bell in the building. Happy Tuesday. Thank you for returning as well. Always lovely to see you here. Pops in the building. And we also got Anthony Wesson too. Yo, yo. And I'm excited because both Pops and Anthony Wesson um, contributed to the show this week too. So you guys stick around. We're going to need your help in a minute. And then also Grace checking in. So um, hello, hello. So definitely Uh, welcome to uh everybody you know all across the different time zones we appreciate uh, you guys spending your tuesday evening with us so i think it's time i think we might as well make this thing official and get into our first topic of the
1: day let's get it Excusey, what's up next no, let's check it out man real quick
0: oh tuned, tuned to nfl talk. talk let's get it all right nfl talk you know we have the draft um Coming up this week, so we are going to talk about actually some some a couple of things with the draft and doing um, some mock drafts. We did a couple of first round mocks to show you guys kind of what our thoughts are, and we're going to dig into those in just a second. Um, but we have round one on Thursday, very exciting. Um, we're going to see exactly how Vegas does it. Um, I'm sure they're going to be rolling out the red carpet and trying to make it, you know, a big event. So I am excited to see some of the theatrics there. Right. Um, and then Tuesday or sorry, Friday, we got rounds two and three, and then Saturday, the rest of the draft round four through seven. So, um, Strizzy though, tell me what, what kind of a draft guy are you? Are you like a,
1: like, like what's your level of involvement as the digs go on? Um, I I always watch round one, that's for sure. I'm usually pretty active with like, you know, round two as well. And then, uh, three and on, I'm just kind of watching my team to kind of see what they do. You know what I mean? But that's more so for like the ESPN app, you know what I mean? Um, also, it also depends too on like what they do with their first and second picks. You know what I'm saying? Because if they start, you know, grabbing stuff that I feel we don't need, or they start drafting kind of poorly, then then I'm just completely out of it. I'm just like, man, I don't it, yeah, I'm like, I'll give it down. What y'all doing? Y'all already the waste the first two picks. Like, it's a rat for me. But um, but man, I love the draft too because like draft, draft for me is kind of like, all right, now we got OTAs and stuff starting. Players trying to get back into the facility and stuff. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we still got a ways away. But it's kind of like now we kind of know, you know, who they drafted, what we expect, might see some more offseason moves as it gets closer to the uh, start of the season. So, you know, kind of I kind of look forward to draft draft uh, draft season every year. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, round one is a must,
0: must, must. I uh, love to watch every pick of round one and. And it is kind of just like the first official thing of the new year. So it's like, okay, now we're moving into officially the new season. So always fun. And then I'm a big college football fan too. So yeah. uh, I like to see where those players are going, but as it gets to those later rounds and it's a lot more players I've never heard of, you know, it is, it is a little bit harder to watch, but I do love the draft and yeah, the first couple of rounds are, are very exciting. So <clears throat> um Anthony Weston, though, I agree with him. He said those 15 minutes feel like an hour apiece, you know, on the first round. It just it does seem to drag out. Um, So um, but all right, well, let's go ahead and talk about um, the first round, though, which is going to be on Thursday night. So what we did here is we each did a mock draft to kind of give our own picks. And um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to grade our mock drafts that we did. Um. After you know, next week, just based on based on like kind of our accuracy to the real world and what really happens, but of course it's very hard to predict. Um, and uh, Strizzy, we're gonna go first with yours here, so we can kind of see um the picks as as they go. But I did want to talk you to talk about your uh, first round mock and just kind of how you think the first round is gonna go on Thursday and any kind of highlight picks for you.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, so like, th- this is a crazy defensive draft, right? Like, they they're actually. There's a good, solid chance no quarterbacks go in the first round. I doubt it, you know what I mean? Because some some of the late, like, for example, you know, uh, the Saints, you know, they're looking for a quarterback for sure. But, mm-hmm. like, if they slip to the second round, I, I also wouldn't be very surprised. Um, I, I I don't know what the Panthers are going to do just yet. They, they've they gone back and forth between, you know, a tackle. Cause we definitely need a tackle. I preferably want them to get a tackle this year, honestly. Uh, but if somehow Derek Stingley Jr. falls, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love the gravel, especially since we just lost Gilmore to the Colts. Um, so yeah. that would be huge. Um, that, that that would be big time if he fell that low. Um, there, you know, they say he's the best cornerback in the draft. I personally think it's Ahmed Gardner. I, I think that yeah, Cincinnati is locked down. Um, I don't know. I think he could be like the next big, next big thing. So we'll kind of see uh, what happens with that. But uh, but man, the, the defensive the defensive players in this draft are insane. It's so crazy. So many edge rushers. Uh, linebackers uh, in this draft and, and cornerback, So um, I'm curious to see what teams will do who might not need a defensive player. You know what I mean? So it, right. it should be fun, man. It should be fun this year.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think it will be a good one. Um, I like a lot of your picks though, how you have um, what you got, you kind of got going on, but um, do you think that, um, do you think that the Panthers would grab a quarterback though, saying if Derek Stingley wasn't there, I
1: think they might. They keep trying yeah. to allude to, they They keep trying to allude that, oh, we're probably not going to get one. But they keep, the discussions with these quarterbacks are just too ongoing for me. You know what I mean? And uh, they talked, they talked about like, uh, oh, we're not going to, we're not going to pick up um, Baker Mayfield, you know, before the draft. So, but it doesn't mean they're not going to get him. So they, they might, they might actually go after him after the draft. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know yet. I, I personally would rather, if, if we grab any quarterback, I want Malik Willis. Um, he's the guy, I, he's the guy I want, but uh, if not, let's, let's grab a tackle. Let's get the offensive line set up and go after a quarterback next season. You know what I mean? Hopefully, gotcha. hopefully we stick around the same same sixth, maybe, maybe even higher uh, or lower, however you want to say it for this draft and be able to get one of the top quarterbacks next season. Um, but if we do go quarterback this year, I definitely want to be Malik Willis. man. He's, I think he's the best out of this draft. Gotcha. All right, cool. Well,
0: I like it. Um, and just seeing these picks kind of gives everybody an idea of what that first round talent looks like and kind of who potentially go where, um, Marcus checking in. Thank you, Marcus for checking in. He said he's almost done. I know he is hard at work, but he does want to, uh, get a chance to join us potentially later. Um, and if he can, that'd be great. We do have his mock round first round draft pick here too, but, um, I'm going to go ahead and skip that for now so he can kind of uh, speak on that. Um, As far as my picks, I, um, you know, I do think that Trayvon Walker is going to be the first pick in the draft, even though that might be a little bit of a homer in me because of the, uh, you know, the fact that he went to Georgia, but this guy has a really interesting story. He is like climbing up the draft boards, whereas, you know, just at the end of the season, he wasn't even considered to be a first round draft pick. And now they're saying he might go number one um, amongst all those different edge rushers. So, that would be very exciting. He actually never even started a game at Georgia, but, um, tremendous talent, you know, and, and they see that he's like kind of peaking at the right time. So you never know. Never. Um, um, so I think it is, I think it is going to be exciting if he does come up, uh, as you can see, even on this, a uh, pro fantasy football focus, um, they didn't even have his picture on here and he could be potentially the first pick in the draft. So that's pretty crazy. um, other things though, yeah, I, I had a lot of, of defensive players going as well, but also a lot of wide receivers. Um, I, I do think that this this first um, this first round could have a lot of wide receivers. And it seems like there's a lot that are right around the same amount of talent, right? So it just depends on maybe what the teams like where, you know, how a different player could slide potentially. Um I have, I see Kenny Pickett going to the Panthers personally. I don't know how you would feel about that, but I do think that there's kind of a connection there. And I think that that's where they're leaning, even though I would love if they really got um,
1: Willis, but. That's what I'm worried about. So I actually am worried about that. He he does have a relationship with uh, Rule and Rule most, 100% most definitely goes with players he has relationships with. So. Right, uh, I I feel I, it's crazy because I know Malik Willis had a much better workout than Kenny Pickett's was, but I still feel like if we take a quarterback, I am a little worried about Rule going with Pickett, and plus, I feel like he's more of the kind of quarterback that that Rule would like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't think Rule uh, do, does well with a mobile quarterback, so we'll see. Got you.
0: Yeah, I feel you. Um, I do want to welcome uh, Stephanie Washington checking into the show. What's up? Hey, hey, y'all. Uh, thank you for joining us. We, we appreciate you being in the building. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I do think that they might go with him because, like you said, Rule loves those players that he has a relationship with previously. Um, as far as um, the Cowboys, my team, you know, I do think that they're going to end up taking a guard, a Kenyon Green, this guard, if he's there still, unless somebody slips down like a big-time playmaker or a big-time defender. Um, and then as far as the other one I start here, Nakobe Dean, I think he's going to go to the Patriots if he slides that far. And that would be pretty dope because the Patriots love to draft Georgia players for whatever reason. And they like those kind of smart defensive guys. So um, we'll see about that. But I am excited to see how many Georgia players may go in the first round. So uh, it's definitely exciting to see that.
1: So um, that I, like, yeah. I like how we both have Jordan Davis going to uh, the Ravens, though. I think, I think they grab him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I do I do think that that if he gets to there, you know, they're just a defensive style team, and then Clayus Campbell came back, so yeah. he can kind of learn from him, maybe. I mean, obviously they don't play the same position, but like kind of like maybe Still, you know yeah. prolong his career a little bit more. I, I like yeah, that. I, so, I, you
1: know, the rookie that they the rookie that they had there, uh, I forget, I'm trying a blame on his name, but uh, he was up for you know rookie defensive player of the year. Obviously, you know Michael Parsons got it, but at the beginning of the season, man, he was he was killing it. So. I, I man, think with him, Jordan Davis, Koyas Gamble coming back, man, I, that, that defensive line is going to be nasty. So it's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, all right, moving on, we had a couple of slackers submit first-round mock drafts, and so I definitely wanted to go over these. Um, we'll kind of go one at a time, but we have Pops and also Anthony Weston. So I really do want to say thank you both um, for contributing your first-round mocks, and we're going to grade yours amongst the other three mean, um, we'll kind of see, you know, um, who comes out with the, the most realistic or, or the, the kind of the closest to the first-round draft. Um, I do see Pops also has Kenyon Green going to the Cowboys. Um, and and Unk is here saying, you know, Cowboys better load up on O-line. I think that that's one of their strengths over the years, so I think that they might get back to that. Um, a couple other things, but Pops and Anthony Weston, if you guys want to sound off on your, on your first-round picks at all, um, um, please do. Um, I did see Pops has Desmond Ritter going to the Panthers. So it's interesting that a few of us do have them taking quarterbacks, but, you know, different ones potentially. But what would you feel about Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati? I don't
1: know. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? I didn't really, my, the only, the only problem is, and I honestly kind of like Malik Willis too. You know what I mean? Like they just didn't really play anybody during the year. So sometimes it's really kind of difficult to kind of peg how good they might actually be. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when they don't really play anybody, and me, me and Pops, <laughs> uh, I think it was, I think it was uh, my my mind's birthday. We were going off about how since he was going to get their butts handed to him by Bama because you know they they had not played anybody close to that type of competition all year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, you never know. Man, college is so different from the pros. You have guys who were decent in the decent in college, and for whatever reason, clicks in the pros, and were were amazing in college, but for whatever reason, doesn't click in the pros. So. Uh, you just never know, but I, I just kind of feel like I don't want a quarterback. I, I'd much rather go after a tackle um mm-hmm. or, or a corner if one of those top corners fall. I don't think they will, but if they do, it'd be kind of great to grab one of them too.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, All right, but yeah, I do like that. Um I, Anthony Weston, I do want to get to one of his comments. He said he did a few trades, and he was the only one. So on this site, on pff.com, it is really cool because you get these results and you can do a mock draft and do it however you kind of like. And and um I didn't uh, none of us made trades except for him. He got a little bit more complex with it and he actually uh, traded um, city six. Yeah. So they, they he has Kansas City moving up for a wide receiver, uh, maybe the wide receiver that he'd like them to take. So that was pretty interesting.
1: Um oh, to, like that. what's that? I I say, I say Pops got uh can he pick it to the Falcons. I actually think that would if he doesn't, if he doesn't fall to us, I, I really see them grabbing him. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. That would be, you know, kind of something for them to, to build for it for the future. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, pop says though that he thinks they fit the style they want to play versus to develop Malik. So right. Um, I kind of agree with that. And then let's see Anthony Weston talking about the Cowboys. He said with the Cowboys, he, he went defense and then he has the Packers beefing at the O-line and he sees them going wide receiver in the second round. Um, I think the rest of us kind of had, um, um the Packers grabbing some type of playmaker, either wide receiver or a tight
1: end. So yeah, I have a wide receiver.
0: Yeah. So this is fun stuff though. I did want to um, you know, kind of like again, you know, thank the slackers that kind of contributed theirs and then also just, you know, kind of thank you guys for trying to check out this. And I'm interested to grade them and, um to see kind of how we do after Thursday goes by. But um, um a lot to unpack there. Anthony though also with the Jaguars first pick has them taking um a tackle. Charles mm-hmm. Cross, he's the only one that doesn't have them taking a defensive end of some sort. But that
1: would, I think, change up the draft a lot if they if they went tackle instead of the end. For sure, I love I love how like in every mock draft <laughs> Jaguars thing literally said everything like they like their needs. It was everything. They right. have like one specific. it was like now everything they need everything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's what uh you know I'm kind of alluded to too. I think you're right. They they can they can use help. Pretty much at any position, so sure. um, there's a reason why they got that number one pick. That's for sure. For real. So, all right, those are our first round mocks. Um, if if um if we get a chance to hear from Marcus, we'll kind of go over his a little bit and kind of um ask him. Uh, Anthony West says Texans said everything too. That's <laughs> sure. for um, but um. Moving on, we just have only a couple things, really, to talk about with NFL. Um, Debo Samuel, we talked about last week how he was one of those young receivers that was looking for an upgrade in pay and um, was not going to be reporting to camp. Well, since we've talked last, he has officially requested a trade. Um, how realistic, do, though, do you think it would be? And, in, in, you know, it's probably something that would have to happen before this um, this draft because the 49ers are saying that they want first-round draft picks. But how realistic do you think
1: him getting traded is, Drizzy? I don't think it's very real well oh, i don't want to say that i feel like the 49ers are, the 49ers uh front office to me sometimes is kind of like the patriots in a sense like mm-hmm. it's kind of like all right you want out cool you know what i mean like we'll we'll get plenty for you we know we we know we will and we'll go to war with who who wants to be here you know what i mean um but i feel like they gotta you gotta please this man you know what i mean like right now at the receiver position i mean i can't think of anybody that they got on you know in the off season but like that dude was your offense last year and you guys in like as much as, as good as your running backs are, like they're always hurt. You know what I mean? So it's like, do what you need to do to get this, to keep this man happy. And, and I understand. uh and, and the funny thing is like, you know, you talk about like Debo might want more money because he plays a lot of running back and receiver, but he actually voiced and said, he wants to take less snaps. Like he doesn't want to do both. You know what I mean? Like he wants to be like, basically a, a receiver. So Pay him like a receiver, man. You don't have to. You not have to look at him as as a utility back. Uh, pay him as a receiver and uh, move on with the season. Get this man his money. He earned it. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. I think, and the 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 front office has come out and said, you know, that they don't want to trade him. They don't foresee trading him. So I do think they'd probably come to the table with a big bag and, and give him the extension that he wants, and then be done with it like that. But um, um, Pop says he reads that he wants to play closer to home and doesn't want to run the ball as much and. And, yeah, you mentioned that, too. Yeah, he doesn't want to, to be yeah. used like that. Um, Anthony Wesson says the Jets will be a team to give up assets for him. They're desperate. And it's true. I think the Jets do have a couple extra picks to, to mess around with. Yeah. And truth be told, the Jets, you know, they think that they're probably going to – we all, I think, had them drafting a receiver, um, you know, in this first round. like, you're not going to find one better than Samuel that's going to go in there and play right away and do well. So exactly.
1: Exactly. you could
0: see them as a landing spot. Unk says Debo's to the Cardinals, I wish. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> Yeah. Um, maybe wishful thinking there. Pop says Chiefs have two first round picks. I don't know if they'd be able to, you know, if they'd want to package both of those for Debo Samuel. Um, I'd be interested to see what Anthony Wesson thinks about that. But um, but yeah, uh-huh. Unk says Debo does it all He sell tickets, hot dogs, t-shirts, and still gain two thousand yards from screen. <laughs> for real.
1: <laughs> for real.
0: Yeah. So we will see what happens with him. Um, and, and, you know, still like DK Metcalf still might be on the move. You know, there were still some other players in play for, for being traded. So that's another thing that draft night um, might accelerate. Right. Yeah. If those, those teams want picks back, then they need to make these deals happen, you know, today or Thursday morning. So, um, so we'll watch that closely. Other news on here, Tom Brady, he did restructure his contract again, so that the Bucks could save about $6 million in cap space I mean, that's cool. You know, it's another example of him doing that to try to make sure that they can keep some more weapons and assets. But I'm not really worried about the Bucks. Like, I still don't really, I don't know. I still think he would have been better off staying retired. But
1: same. I, I agree with that. And you uh, know, he he has money, he doesn't need money. So he he'll keep restructuring. He just wants to be competitive. So he's like, whatever I need to do to get me some targets, especially because uh uh Chris Godwin, you know, he's not gonna be back. Probably till the latter half of the season, you know, yeah. I mean, he tore ACL at the latter half of the season, so that's easily nine months to a year recovery. So we'll we'll see how see how that goes. So right now, he's looking at just Mike Evans. Gronk already said he's most likely to retire, stay retired. So if Gronk don't come back,
0: yeah, that's true. They're gonna need some more. They're gonna need some more weapons. That's true. So maybe they'll use that cap space to do that. Um, we will see. But yeah, I'm not I'm not too tripping about the Bucks. I don't know. Um, other news, three Christmas day games uh, this year. So Christmas does fall on a Sunday and instead of having like the full regular set, they are going to play three Christmas day games and then they're going to play the majority of the games on Saturday, which will be Christmas Eve. Um, still kind of exciting though, you know, still something to watch. Um, they've had Christmas day games in the past. Um, but this year with it falling on a Sunday, you know, they definitely felt like they had to take advantage. So there's going to be a primetime morning, um, an afternoon and then the evening, kind of like a Thanksgiving day schedule. So,
1: yeah.
0: um, we can look forward to that. And the official schedule release was announced. I think it is uh, the second week in May, I think it is. So that's always exciting times. You know, we always love to look at the calendars and kind of circle some things and, you know, yeah. see where the travel is going to be and see if we might be able to catch some games. So um, we'll, we'll definitely be talking more about that. So for sure. Um, Anthony West says we'll get Bears-Texans. Yeah, hopefully they'll be able to flex the Christmas Day games, if anything, so we get a good – uh, christmas present uh, okay. so all right that's all we had really for nfl talk again we'll we'll have more news and um next week we'll come back with our draft grades and then just kind of the the big big um kind of highlights from the draft any trades that happen in any kind of notable situation so um until then i think it's time we'll, we'll keep it pushing to our next uh next topic <laughs> okay NBA talk the main thing of course is the playoff um, the playoff matchup so this is gonna be our main slide for NBA talk and I do want to just get your reaction so far on, on the kind of what's been going down um, we see the the games here with the series like um, you know the series tallies and then there's also a couple games that are going to be going on tonight are already won in action I think so um, let's start there let's start with your with your heat and um, with the
1: Hawks is that game over or is it almost over? Uh, it's in the fourth quarter. Yeah, if y'all see me looking down, I'm checking the score. My bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, but Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's out right now. He had some swelling in his knee a little bit, so he's missing this game and, and Kyle Lowry's out with the hamstring injury. Uh, but right now they're still up by almost 10 points. So they're they're trying to close it out at home. Uh, that would be great, especially if they could close it out with, with Jimmy and um and, and Kyle Lowry out. That would be that would be awesome. Uh, especially since Philadelphia couldn't close out uh, Toronto last night. So if we can finish tonight, it, it would give us a little bit of extra rest for you know for Jimmy and, and Kyle to get healthy. Uh but right now, man, like Miami's looking good, dude. Like I was saying last week, I love the I love the new rotation that, that Spell started messing with towards the end of the season. Um it, you know, it put Duncan Robinson on the bench uh coming off with uh Tyler Hero and Victor Oladipo. And uh it's crazy to me how how well Oladipo is playing in the time that he's playing. He started for Jimmy, he started for Jimmy tonight. He's at got 19 points. I'm like 80% shooting or something like that right now. So he's also playing really, really well. Um, so, uh, but right now, man, Miami's looking good. Um, uh, Trey, they, they interviewed Trey Young, I think yesterday or the day before. And he was talking about, man, I've never been defended like this in my life. He's like, for a full game. He's like, they're not letting up. He's like, like every bucket I get is so difficult. And um, so uh, I love the defense they're playing. Hope they continue that defense uh, and carry on to the next round. Hope Hopefully with Philly, but... That injury to Embiid looked like it really affected him last night. So, well, we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah, I did want to shift up and start talking about that series. I, I was thinking that Philly should have really, honestly, um, you know, handled Toronto and, and should have been done with this series. But Toronto's hanging in there, and and quite frankly, like that Embiid uh, game game winning game, uh, shot on, on at the buzzer, right, is is uh, the difference from them being down in this series right now. True. So, um. True. It is kind of tricky. And I do know that, you know, Philly should, you know, should handle this, but they do have a, a tough opponent next next round. Yeah. And Harden is not really playing well at all. Oh, um, right. So we've been seeing in this series, like if Maxi is off, um, you know, that they, they're really struggling to score points. So very interesting. Um, I do want to know pops thoughts about his team in this
1: one and kind of what he thinks um for sure, right. Right. like this is a this is a game-winning shot from Toronto actually being up three-two. You know what I'm saying? And I I gotta say too, man, if if Toronto wins Game Six, I think they win Game Seven. Um, I, I do. Okay. If they win, if they win, I think Philly. Ha- I think Philly has to close them out in Game Six. If They can't close them out. I think Toronto will have them on have you know feet on their necks, and I, I think the injury to Embiid is going to be too difficult. Uh, um, Unless Harden can figure it, figure it out and get his head out of his butt. Um, but that's been Harden's problem in the playoffs, man. He just always seems to disappear come playoff time when it matters the most.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it has. It, it is a consistent trend at this point. So um, they got to definitely do something about that. Um, Anthony Weston's asking, is feet coming back? I, I don't think so. Not for the next game, at least. I think he's going to be out one more game. And then um, Unk said Scotty Barnes is hurt. And I did want to mention Scotty Barnes did win the um, Rookie of the Year in the NBA, you know, and he has been hooping for Toronto. So, yeah. um, So I don't know. I, I think that they are doing well, but I still think Philly should be able to to hold them off.
1: They should um, definitely be able to hold them off.
0: Yeah. Um, Pop says Philly is really disappointing and being Harden combo is not working because Harden is not a playoff caliber player. Thank you. Ouch. Yeah. So, no,
1: funny. I. I. you know, and, you know, Dwayne, it's funny, it's like, you know, Jordan's the goat, he'll always be my goat, but like Dwayne Wade's my favorite player. So, like, listening to people always talking about how Harden's gonna be better than Dwayne Wade, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I hear that way too often. Like, Harden is not the player that Dwayne Wade was. I'm sorry, he's just not.
0: Yeah, it's different. And it is so funny, though, how we see these pairings come together, and you know, just like about a month ago, everybody's like, oh, this is unstoppable, you know, and they have the honeymoon period and a couple games, well, and then. And now it's already the first round, and they're you know, it's not kind of um, working out. But Anthony West says it could be worse. At least Harden's out there, so yeah, yeah. he's trying. But the, um, the the thing,
1: I think the thing with Harden is that he's playing very well as a point guard, right? Dude's averaging like twelve assists. Yeah, you know, I mean since he's since he's got traded there, the problem is is just we need we what they need from him is like twenty six and eight. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that's what they need from. Him. They need like twenty six and eight open the floor up a little bit. Embiid doesn't need to score 30. You know, he could average 26, 27 as well, get maxi 20 points, and they're unbeatable almost. You know what I'm saying? But that's just not the case right now. Harden's just not scoring well, um, and his shooting percentages are way down. But he, he, he's distributing the ball, but the majority of those assists are going to Embiid. So almost kind of, you know, kind of, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, I think they just need more from him. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, let's move
0: on through the East and and um the the Bucks in Chicago. Um, Chicago did scrape out that win, but I do fully expect the Bucks to to finish them tomorrow night, um yeah. in Game Five. Um, Same. but then Boston and the Nets. The Nets, the only team in the first round to get swept. Um, they look like they just never really had much going on, um for them. You know, the first couple games though, the first two three games were decided by only a couple points, but they're always on the wrong end of that. Right. Um, what are your kind of uh, summation on on the Nets? And I know we had some comments earlier from the comments too, but
1: I was I was I was going back because I, I was looking for the clip where I said the Nets weren't going to make it out of the first round. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't I couldn't find the clip though, but I wanted to bring it up. But yeah, man, I said this a while ago. I said the, I said the Nets probably won't make it out of the first round, man, and they did it. Um, I didn't I didn't think they're going to get swept. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. but I said that they were they were playing around a little bit too uh, a little too much when they were playing around with that seventh eighth seed you know what i mean having to crawl back from like ninth or tenth at one point in time um but steve nash gonna go horrible coach i i love him as a player but i think he's horrible as a coach you watched the you watched the game last night and they don't have an offensive or defensive identity you know what i mean they've been one of the worst defensive players the last two the last two years in a row and then when you know they're playing man defense the entire night and the thing that really frustrated me is like you got kevin durant guarding uh what, what, Eric Williams is that the the, the light-skinned kid out of Austin yeah uh, you, got, you got KD guarding him why are you guard why is KD guarding him you know what I mean like I get he can't guard he can't guard uh, Jason Tatum the entire game but you had the shooting guard Brown guarding Tatum who gives up like five inches and he just bullied him all all series like Jason Tatum averaged like 30 some points a game in that series and like Nash never made any adjustments. He literally just hoped – he just hoped and prayed that Kyrie and KD were going to, you know, pull it out for him, which is not the case. You know what I mean? They had, like, no chemistry at all. And, I, you know, I've said it time and time again, man, chemistry is so much more important sometimes than your superstars. You know what I mean? Like, if your superstars have no chemistry with each other or the team, like, it just – it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Boston's too good of a team for that to work against them. Might have worked against – you know, in, in the play-in tournament against uh, Cleveland – but it definitely wasn't gonna work against Boston, man. It showed Boston really gotta kind of beat them down, even though the games were decided by but really close. Uh the Nets had to crawl back into all of those games. For the for the majority of the game, they were always down double digits. So um Nash gotta go unless you know you unless, yeah, unless KD's like, nah, we're gonna figure this out. Like he gotta go. But um I gotta say, man, I, I'm not really happy with Ben either. Like I, yeah, I saw this meme, and even though it's funny, it, it actually still makes a lot of sense. They were like, <laughs> they were like, uh, you know, Tiger Woods damn near lost both of his legs and multiple back surgeries, and still came back to play golf before Ben did. And I want to know at what like, when did Ben get hurt? Like, what was he doing that he got hurt? You know, when like the the, the storyline just kept changing. It was like, oh, he's still not ready mentally. Um, right. and then all of a sudden, his back hurt. You know what I mean? And And you know, now it's, you know, split disc. It's just like, it just kept changing to the point where I just felt like I just don't think he's ready. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't think it had anything to do with his back. I just think he wasn't, he wasn't ready. Um, and, and to me, that's kind of like, you let them down. You know what I mean? Like they, they needed you. Maybe not the best to come back in game four. That might disrupt chem- the chemistry they don't have, but right. also have nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like you're down three. like, yeah, try to I try to do something, man. Like, so I, I don't know. I'm just kind of disappointed. I I just feel like he don't want to play no more. I'm like, does he still want to play basketball?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think he wants to play basketball under the right conditions. And that's the thing. It's never going to be the right conditions. <laughs> right. It sucks, though, like because you're right, there were so many different timetables for for his return. Um and yeah. and you know and it just kept being pushed back. It kept being a different reason, and and it is really disappointing though because I just want to see him play. I really enjoy the way he plays. If you go back to, you know, uh, you know when he was playing well and, and when he was doing his thing for the Sixers, yeah. um, and uh, Stephanie Washington says the biggest heist this season. Yeah. It's Um, funny,
1: man. You say biggest heist, but this man lost like 25 mil.
0: (laughs) Well, I was going to say it'll be the biggest heist for sure if his grievance goes through, though. And um, and I do want to comment on that, though, because he is filing like, you know, his grievance for the money that was withheld. Um, Philadelphia held withheld uh, over 20 million dollars from him. Um, But I think that whatever decision is made, it will set a precedence as far as mental health issues and mental health um, considerations with the contract, because. Um, I, I do think that that's important. So um, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that as, as hard as people are being on him, if I was a different NBA player, I would want him to get, you know, be successful in that grievance uh, that that's just me, but um, I don't know. Um, Anthony yeah. West just going to be that the dude is just not passionate about basketball. And, and that's, you know, that's very possible, you know, um, he's not, maybe he didn't come from the same type of basketball culture as we, uh, as, as, like, in America, you know, growing up in America. And now, yeah. even though he was, like, really successful at it, like, even all the way back to LSU, he was just, like, he was just so much better than everybody else, but he wasn't, like, you know, um, maybe necessarily, like, a student of the game and all that, so.
1: I think part of, I think I think that's, that's what I meant. So, like, when I said, I don't know if you want to say basketball anymore, that, that's a better way to put it. Like, do you think he's passionate about basketball? And, right. you know, when you're in high school or college and everyone's just loving you, it's a lot different when you get to the NBA and everyone's not loving you. You know what I mean? So if you are, if you're already, I don't even want to call him soft. I feel like when you call somebody soft, like you're, 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 you're making fun of them or putting them down because, in all seriousness, the mental aspect of it is serious. You know what I mean? And I, and I want Ben to be right and ready to do so, but that's that's really hard to do. You know what I mean? And and in this game, you know what I'm saying. So a part of me feels like he doesn't. It, it almost feels like I want to play basketball, but I don't want to play for a contender where the expectations are really high. I just want to be able to play, make a lot of money, and you know. My team will do well because I'm on on that team, but there's right. no real championship expectations. Like you know what I'm saying? Well, like, hey,
0: there's a place for that. There's, I mean, more than half the NBA teams. That's the real the reality, you know. So, real. so maybe he does does need to be in a different situation. Go to Sacramento, ball out, you know. Exactly, exactly. Minute, you know,
1: and I think that the Nets got the, the Nets got a lot in that trade, right? They got what two first rounds, Ben, uh, Seth Curry, Drummond. So it's right. like. If they really wanted to, if Ben's like, nah, I don't want to play here either. Like, they could also trade him to. I think they should try to trade him to Cleveland for uh, for Sexton. That, that's my that's my opinion. I think of Sexton would be really really good there. Get the right coach, and um, you know Ben can go and play with a good competing team and play play solid defense and, and be a point guard because Darius Garland can play one and two. So um, I think it, I just think it'd be a solid position for him uh, to go play there. That would be
0: tight, yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to definitely see. But my biggest hope is that he plays in the NBA again. He starts off next season and, and just gives himself a chance. Um, yeah. But uh, Unk says he never committed to basketball, just the money and the lifestyle. And, yeah, uh, he, he did pretty well for himself, though, regardless. um, yeah. so, um let me see. Let's go over to the West, though, because I do want to talk about the coaching rumors a little bit. But let's go over to the West. Golden State, uh, the Nuggets scratched out a game. I think that's all that they get. Um, they look like they're gonna they're gonna cruise to victory um against the Nuggets. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. The Timberwolves are actually up tonight, and that series is tied. Um, that game's going on right now, and the Timberwolves are leading. I think the last time I checked, so that's a really that could be potentially a really big upset, you know, the number seven seed. Um, going up 3-2 over the number two seed. Another potential upset we got to talk about that's that's popping off tonight is the Phoenix uh, Suns and the New Orleans uh, Pelicans. Wow. Um this series is two two and it's been a really close, really contested series. The Pelicans coming back to the valley to play tonight. And if they could somehow win tonight, I think that they would have the momentum in this series, as crazy as that sounds. So oh, I completely agree.
1: The no, I completely agree, man. If if the New Orleans so <sighs> I think I was talking about this some I know I was talking about it last year. I can't remember if it was in I think it was in the playoffs I think it was against um the uh the Clippers in, in the playoffs last year when I was like Chris Paul got to get he got he got to hit 30 like he got to do 30 and like eight something like that. Same thing's got to happen. Um Phoenix they're losing all the 50 50 balls. They're getting offensively out rebounded. No one's shooting well. Uh, I think Crowder's like I think he's made one 3 Um, the entire, the entire series so far. Uh, Yeah. Just kind of coming back after the, uh, the, you know, his injuries, they're just not playing very well. Um, And and Booker who was playing really well is obviously probably going to miss the rest of the series. So um, they, they got, if, if new Orleans wins tonight, they will have all momentum. And I think they will have kind of like that. uh, They'll, they'll be feeling good about themselves going back home for, for game six. And uh, I don't think Phoenix wants that. Phoenix, if they want to stay alive, they have to win tonight. Like it's, it is literally a must-win game for Phoenix tonight. But uh, the Pelicans are—they're playing hard, man. And and Willie Green used to be a, a basically the defensive assistant coach under under um, Monty Williams. So right last year, he, he knows this team very well, man. He knows this team very well. So uh, if, if Phoenix isn't careful, man, they gonna they are gonna be out just like I uh, think was it the, the Mavericks were in 07 against uh, the Warriors. You know what I'm saying, like. Right. Well, that's around. Don't play with this team, man. They need to figure it out. They're, about to, they're going home early.
0: Yeah. That would be crazy to see. Um, I, I think that they ride this ship tonight and then they'll, they'll be okay. But, um, yeah, if they find if they somehow lose tonight, they're, they're in deep trouble. And yeah. if they were to, the West would just be so opened up. Um, I think oh, though, that yeah. Golden State would basically, you know, have a, have a, a much yeah. better path uh, as to the finals. So we'll see. But, you know, Brandon Ingram, I'm on record. That's my favorite player, so I'm definitely been rooting for him. He's um, I love bro. He's been really going off. He's been emphasize really going that off,
1: H, bro, bro, is hooping, bro.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's exciting. Um, Anthony West says Scott Foster time. Um, and they were talking about I don't think that he is um refing the game, but they talked about the fact that I think it's Chris Paul and James Harden have not won a game in the playoffs when Scott Foster officiated because of the way he just he just calls it differently. And, and people are saying that he, he needs to be investigated. So um
1: I think he should have been, he should have been investigated um, around the time where Donahue was. Cause he was like, I don't know if you guys saw that, but like so many phone calls from him and Donahue back and forth, every single last one of them lasting about, you know, 10 minutes long after like every game. So I, I think he needs to be investigated too. They, they said he didn't have anything to do with it or they couldn't find that he had anything to do with uh, fixing a games. But I don't know, man, like that dude, and It's not even the whole Chris Paul stuff, that's whatever kind of you know, what I mean, still, still weird, still a little fishy, but right. Oh, no, dude. I, I even, even, even last night officiating in the Boston Brooklyn game, some of those fouls that he was calling, like, I'm sorry, that uh, Jason Tatum's sixth foul, uh, with uh, oh, yeah, that was terrible, Rodgers, that was horrible. Oh, yeah. my god, it was absolutely terrible. He's horrible. Yeah,
0: no, I, I agree. I agree. So it is interesting though. Those storylines do kind of pop up, but I just feel like too as a player, you can't let that stop what's gonna happen. So
1: oh, no, uh, hopefully I
0: that doesn't become a factor. Um coach Steve
1: Nash.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So Pops is saying um, can John Lucas coach the Nets? And then there's also talking about um they're talking about how Kentucky's coach um, can be in the pros and maybe coach the Nets. Um Anthony Wesson reminded us that he actually already did coach the Nets in 1997, way back uh, that coach Cal did. Um, so that's pretty interesting stuff though. Um, uh, Unc says John Lucas has passed his best days as a coach. Um, so, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, he also says the Nets need to hire Bobby Knight old school coaching. <laughs> it probably ended in the courtroom. So, yeah, definitely, <laughs> um, definitely some interesting though, uh, um, you know, coaching changes and, and some potential coaching changes, even for my team, that shall remain unnamed. So, um, <laughs> but let's discuss this last last series: Dallas and Utah. Um, Anthony Weston says, "Let's go, Mavs!" I do think that the Mavs will finish it off. Um, they played well until Luca got back, and now Luca balled out in the last game. I think he's officially feeling good. So, uh, Utah's in trouble.
1: Agreed. I, I love Luca, man. I love watching this kid play. If I if I had to change anything about him, though. He, he gotta watch his temper, man. Like those tech, all the technicals he gets, you know, it doesn't just hurt his, his pocketbooks. It hurts his team too. You know what I'm saying? So true. He, he's gotta be really careful with that. Uh, with all the technicals he'd be receiving. But I mean, aside from that, the dude is an absolute beast and I, I'm not a fan of the Utah team. So I hope Dallas things them out too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um,
0: All right, so I don't know. I think that's it. Um, When we come back next week, though, we'll have definitely some more series um, wrapped up. Actually, probably most of them will be wrapped up, even if they go seven games, I think, by the weekend. So we'll have a whole new round to discuss uh, when we get back together uh, next week. So I'm definitely excited for that. Um, Ugg says, hiring Charles Oakley is the next Nets head coach. Uh, Yeah, I don't think that he would last uh, very long uh, for sure. So but that's what's up though. That's our that's our NBA talk. Uh the only other thing I think I had on here was um yeah, Bookers out. Embiid was fined actually for his comments about the refs, which is so funny that like, you know, the second game of the series, he was telling them to stop complaining and, and then he ends up getting fined for for talking <laughs> bad about the referee. So know. it's just funny how that how that happens though. Um but all right. Let's go ahead and move on. Um, and like we said, we'll be talking about the round two matchups when we come back uh, next week. But um, for me, yeah, definitely go 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 Pelicans. So let's see if they can make it happen. That'd be crazy. <laughs> All right, let's keep it moving. So what's next again? Other sports? Oh yeah, yeah, other sports. Okay, yeah. so, so not like
1: not, not yeah, like, yeah, not basketball. We did that already. Oh okay, like like hockey. Yeah yeah yeah, like like hockey. Hockey. hockey hockey. Feel okay. me? Okay. Like, like, Oh, like baseball, yes, you know sir. What I'm Yes, sir. Like, like soccer, right? There we go. Like
0: soccer. Like other sports. Yeah. All right, other sports. Um, just some quick hitters here. Uh, nothing too crazy, but in the MLB, this happened earlier this week or this weekend, and it was pretty interesting. The uh, Guardians were playing in Yankee Stadium, and some fans uh, were kind of. Um, going back and forth with Miles Straw, the outfielder, and he actually climbed onto the wall here. So you kind of see that scene of him climbing up there, and then uh, that's a, a picture from one of the, the fans in the stands of like uh, how he was kind of um, upset. So I guess when he climbed head. the wall, he was like he was like telling them like to hit him, like he was like hit me, hit yeah, me. Yeah, he was. Um, I definitely wanted to get your thoughts and the Slackers' thoughts about this, though. Like, just just seems bogus to me. Like that's pretty ill advised. But yeah.
1: yeah. You know, I, I mean, I'm kind of like I'm kind of with both sides. Right. Because like as, as a as a professional anything, you know, what I mean, you got to be a little careful with situations like this, because, you know, it could start something so much more than what he probably actually really wants. Right. But I think the the fans, too, got to be careful. You know what I'm saying? Because At the end of the day, these people are still people. And ain't right. nothing really stopping this man from climbing up there all the way and, and busting that dude in the mouth for whatever he had said to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't make yeah. it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I agree with Pops. You know, foolish. Like, he shouldn't be up there saying "hit me, hit me." Um, definitely shouldn't be egging it on. But you know, sooner, sooner or later, one of these fans is gonna go too far, and they really gonna catch one of these players on a bad day, you right? Know what you mean? And then they gonna find out that you know this dude who probably don't look it, but probably benches two fifty easy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you you might, you know, you might mess around to find out one day. So like I just yeah. think both sides gotta be careful, man. Like I, I don't know, like both sides gotta be careful, but but I, I do agree with Pops, you know, definitely foolish, he gotta he gotta chill. Uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll
0: that was my thing about it though, too, is like like as Stephanie Washington said, she said Yankees fans like LOL because it's true, like Yankees fans are like, you know, some of the harshest fans and stuff like that. And they razzed players like like consistently, like incessantly. And so to me, you know, to to let them know that you're that they're getting to you and also to climb up there is just it's just, you know, it's just gonna encourage it more. Exactly. Um, Exactly. But, you know, if he would try to fight, though, that's the only thing, though. Those are Yankees fans. Like, I do think, though, if he did get up there, they would probably, like, jump him. Like, honestly. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that, that would, you know, that would not be smart for him um at all. And, you know, to me, I feel like as a fan, especially in baseball, you know, they can say whatever. But if the player comes into their area, then that's, like, all bad on the player, you know? Yeah. Um, They were never going to be going down there or trying to get closer to him. And he kind of brought it closer to them. So, um, so yeah, so, so I, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting though. Um, as we see more and more though in, in sports in general, the fans and the players getting into it back and forth, it's, it's just like, um, I don't know. It's just crazy. I just feel like things keep escalating more and more. So yeah. Um, it's
1: definitely getting worse. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely not getting better. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, Stephanie Washington said, didn't they start throwing the trash? Is that an assault? Uh, they did start throwing trash like so as soon as the game was over, so the game ended, and the Yankees actually had a walk-off hit. So the game ended. As soon as the game ended, they started throwing stuff onto the onto the um field. And um that could be considered assault. I, I do agree, but I don't think that anything specifically did hit him though. But yeah, um wrong to throw stuff on the field, Pop says, but you know, he loves the Yankees fans <laughs> waiting for them to win the Scoring run. Yeah. And it, and he did say we saw it live. And it was interesting because at first they were like, what's going on? They kind of panned away and then they kind of like went back because they were like they weren't sure, like what was going on out there. And it was crazy to see him climb up there. I was like, dang, like they must have really, really said something. But um, there is a video out there. One of those fans put out their video where you can kind of hear what they're saying. They're basically just like yelling at him, telling him he's whack, you know, yeah. so I, I don't Which know. Is
1: like normal. Right, you know, like it's so adorable. Yeah, handle regular heckling, man. You shouldn't be in the
0: outfield, bro. Yeah, and he's a good young player, so um, we'll we'll see. Um, Unc said, you know, he thinks Mike Tyson. Yeah, so so that happened earlier. So another example, you know, obviously different different uh you know different circumstances, but this person razzing Mike Tyson on a flight and um you know working him up and and I think threw a water bottle at him too. Yeah. Um, and ended up, you know, uh, finding out what what, what, um, what Tyson was all about. So um, that, that was crazy, though, too. So um, <laughs> I don't know, though. I, I can't remember. I don't think he was fined or anything, honestly, for this incident. I'll have to go back and double check if he was. So I don't think he was it um, either.
1: Yeah. I think you can almost chalk it up with self-defense. I, I, I remember, like, the people who were with Mike were like, Mike was trying to ignore him. He wasn't trying to engage with him. Then I think what threw him over the board with the water bottle that was thrown. And then he and right. literally, literally, you know, mess around and find out. I don't, I don't know if this dude, you know, did his research, <laughs> but Mike's not the one. You know what I'm saying? Like Mike Tyson's not the one. Like, so, yeah. yeah, I think dude deserved it. Honestly, like you can only you can only take somebody so far when they're not engaging with you before you you know get knocked out.
0: Oh, it's crazy. That's a wild world. It's too bad that you know that that we live in a world where that's what people deal with. But it, it, with that situation, it did look like somebody was like basically like having their friend film him too. Like, and so he was trying to get a reaction. So
1: exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: but all right. Other things on here, the NHL playoffs are starting next week, next Monday. Um, So that's very exciting. We'll see who will raise the next Stanley cup. Um, Boxing over the weekend, Tyson Fury uh, held it down with the six round KO. So he retained his title, but, interesting uh francis and ganu came into the ring after the fight and they kind of hinted at some kind of a crossover mma boxing hybrid type of fight yeah um what what are your thoughts on that though Strizzy? is that like all all hype or
1: i don't know they they so they talked about boxing rules mma gloves um (laughs) which would be crazy i don't think the fight would last very long you know what i'm saying like number one, I think a lot of these MMA fighters need to realize that, like, boxing is a lot longer than MMA. You know what I mean? Mm. Like... Yeah. McGregor learned that for, like, seventh round. He couldn't even keep his hands up. You know what I'm saying? Dude was gassed. So I feel like Francis Ngannou, who's already a really big dude and used to knocking dudes out in the first 30 seconds of the first round, it's not gonna really happen in this. Um, But at the same time... uh, Dude's also, you know, crazy strong. You got, and and Fury's not used to wearing MMA gloves. You know what I'm saying? So. True. That's a, that's a different kind of punch coming. I don't think he's, face, I don't know if he's faced somebody with, with that type of punching ability before, you know, you know, Oh, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess bronze bomber, but. Right. Not, none of those fights, he looked like his regular self. I and mean, Fury kind of beat him up, you know what I'm saying? In, in each of those fights. So. I don't know. It might be for sure. We'll see what happens. I don't even know if Dana White's going to, you know, let him do it. True. Um, but, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what
0: happens. Yeah. I think it would be like, you know, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's all hype right now. I think the the chances of that realistically happening are probably slim. Yeah. Um, um says Tyson Fury looks sloppy and he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's why he's just like kind of over it though. I think he's just like at this point, there's, there's not a lot to keep him motivated and, yeah. And um so it's time for him to just kind of to step away from from that lane and maybe try to go do something else. Definitely. Uh we'll see though, but I, I do think Fury is, is is a cool personality. Yeah. Um, but I'm only gonna follow so far, you know. I don't know nah, about for this. Sure. That's
1: crazy too. <laughs> Dude's
0: only like thirty three or something like that. He's young. Yeah, and he's been through a lot too. So yeah. uh, his, his story is pretty interesting, so yeah. I don't know. Um all right. The other thing I have, I have Phil Mickelson on here. So he did um, he did register to, to, to be in the PGA um, championship and then also the U.S. Open later this year. He has not golfed this year on the tour, but he still has his exemptions and things like that from his wins from previous years. Um, but he also did request to play in this first L.I.V. event, which is that Saudi Arabian backed um, league that's trying to kind of break away from golf. Yeah. And, he, he basically requested a release for a certain time so that he could go and do this first event, which is actually coming up in June in London. Um, so we'll see if the PGA Tour grants his release. Um, and and the release would not, like, basically have him leaving the PGA Tour, but just so that he could go do certain events and then still retain his status on the tour. Yeah. Um, in the past, they've said that they're not going to do that, and they're they're going to basically make people choose. And if they break away, then that's going to end their terms with the PGA Tour. So uh we'll see how this how this works out the live event i wanted to get marcus's opinion on it but these events that they have lined up are like in really dramatic places really cool backdrops and they have a lot of money backing them and like if this goes through their basically tournament prize money would be bigger automatically than the biggest pga tours currently so uh um, they could attract golfers just based off the prize pool alone um so I don't know, we could see like a little new um thing with golf, but I do think it's cool that at least there's some excitement behind you know, a new golf thing. Yeah. Um even without Tiger, you know, golf is kind of like coming coming back a little bit. So yeah, it definitely I mean, is. So we'll see what happens with that. But we'll definitely have to get Marcus's take on that, and then we'll have to have him defend his uh first round mock draft a little bit later when we get the chance to to get him back on the show for sure. But um, he's our resident golf expert. So so, I definitely wanted to get his thoughts on that. Um, only other thing on. Is, what's that? Miami's moving on. They just beat Atlanta. Nice, nice. So, that's an official update. Yeah. Miami he closed out against um, Atlanta and sent Trey Young home. So, that's what's up. Congratulations to your Heat moving on to the second round.
1: They really held. They really. Trey was only two for 12 for tonight. He had only 11 points. Like, they really held him, even without Jimmy. Dang. That's what's up, though. So, that that's. That's legit. And, and also
0: one more update. It looks like Minnesota is up by like 10 on the Grizzlies. Yeah. So they're doing their thing tonight too. Uh, it's, um, into the fourth quarter. So halfway yeah. through the fourth quarter, that would be crazy. So definitely I love in these NBA playoffs though, and how
1: close they are. Um, Yo, yeah, man. They're, for the most part, they're pretty quick. You re- you rarely see a blowout. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they're all pretty close. Some good matchups. So
0: that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, Anything else you wanted to touch on before we uh
1: before we dip out of here uh for the week? Um no, nah, my I don't know if you guys saw that game though. My Cubs beat uh I can not remember who it was, but 21-0. <laughs> it was nasty. Oh dang. Yeah, it was nasty. It was crazy. It was like one of the craziest shutouts. You set the over of... on that one? Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> actually, I think I just picked them to win. I didn't pick I didn't pick the over. I just picked them to win and man, it was crazy. Like 21-0. It was nuts. Nice. That yeah, was a good game. We doing well. Yeah, the Cubs are surprisingly doing well.
0: The Royals are holding their own, own too. Anthony Weston gave us an update earlier. They're up on the White Sox. So mm-hmm. um, baseball, you know, first month, but definitely it's pretty exciting. And um, we're going to be looking to get out to some real uh, games. It's a big pop art, too. So um, well, I think we're going to do a Slack one, too. We talked about that, right? We're going to do a Slack uh, Diamondbacks game yeah. um, one, of these, one of these weeks. So we'll invite some people out. That would be really dope. If you guys are interested in that, let us know. And then I'm going to be back on the road I actually just finally book some trips up for this summer too. So definitely a lot to look forward to for sure. Nice. Um. All right, though. I think that's going to wrap it up though. We don't really have much for final say um, other than thank you again for rocking with us. We appreciate all the comments, the likes, the, um, the engagement, um, all of you guys that are subscribed to our YouTube, we keep trying to grow that and keep trying to keep it moving. So we appreciate that. And, um, yeah, for for Marcus, um, that was episode 139 of Say Like a Champ. We'll be back next Tuesday. It's your boy A-Dub. Hey, boys, Tuesday. Peace. Where's the outro, though?
1: Thanks for listening to Say Like a Champ. Engage with us on Instagram. Share your thoughts, and you might just be featured on the show. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you pod so you don't miss next week's episode of Say Like a Champ.